This week on the Cynical Optimists, Scrolls in X-Men, Banjo in Smash Brothers, and we look at the rest of the news from E3 in our discussion. Hello and welcome to the Cynical Optimist podcast, the only piece of media in 2019 that doesn't feature Keanu Reeves. I'm Phil. And I'm Nick. You can't rule it out. I said this year, you know, it's only because it's the season finale and I don't think you've got him there with you your end. Well, save that till later on. Oh, big surprise. (laughs) God, this episode's going to go over if we're talking to Keanu Reeves as well as doing E3 2019. (laughs) Um... But yeah, it seems like he's been in like everything. It seems like it's all been in the last month as well. Yeah, it's it's nice because he's just popping up everywhere, and everyone's talking about how wholesome he is. You know, he's uh, in in when he's posing with women in photographs, he's never actually like um, got his arms like on them or anything like that. It's all it's all very. He just seems like a very respectful bloke, doesn't he? That's the thing. I'm glad that the popular culture is uh, highlighting someone that genuinely seems quite nice mm. for a change. Yes. Keanu for president? Yeah, I was going to say, if he has any time in his busy schedule, (laughs) (laughs) appearing in this, that, and the other. Um, But yeah, so this is a podcast all about uh, film, TV, and gaming news. And this week the topic is E3 2019, the year's biggest uh, gaming show. And so in the gaming... We won't have a gaming discussion... Well, gaming news section and discussion... We'll just do the film and TV news and then get right on to the E3 stuff and the stuff that's come from the E3 stuff. Exactly. I, I'm, such a, I'm such a good orator. Phil, how you been? I'm good, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good. <laughs> now nah, I got some news. Um, I watched... Uh, this, is, this isn't really news itself, but I watched Rocket Man. Um, this week at last I've been meaning to see it for ages it's pretty good yeah I've been hearing it's pretty good I think my parents went to see it they were telling me today yeah. although obviously my dad called it Yellow Brick Road uh, <laughs> what? that's not a logical <laughs> title at all <laughs> uh, still works um, yeah it's pretty good it, it's kind of in my eyes it makes up for Kingsman 2 because it's kind of got a lot of similar creative team behind it and, and Kingsman 2 was awful so there you go See, I still, I'm still not in the camp that it was awful. I'm in the camp that it was not as good as the first one. No, I had some very the... regrettable decisions. Straight in the awful camp for me. Uh, um, but something that might not be in the awful camp is the trailer for Pennyworth. Have you seen this? No. When did this come out? I've seen quite a few of the trailers this week, but uh, well, um. Do you know what it's about first? Before just telling it's you, it's about the Alfred being like in London in like the. In the past, isn't it? It's like a prequel. In the past, yeah, exactly. Um, well, I don't know point... when DC sets their modern stuff because you know some of them will be quite vague with the year. Some of them are like, yeah. "Oh yeah, it's current year now," so therefore, it's the sixties. I mean, Gotham was kind of a weird mix. They all drove like seventies cars, but I think they had flip phones in them as well. I don't really know. 
but yeah, it's uh, it's that kind of vague past. Um, and the trailer actually looks pretty good. Um, it's it's probably worth checking out later if you haven't seen it yet. Um, hmm. It's going to be R-rated. You get to see some Thomas Wayne action. Oh, he's ever so British as well. Is Alfred? It's uh, thing is I can't think of like Pennyworth or the Alfred thing without thinking of the joke from I think it's the Teen Titans Go to the Movies where they're giving trailers and shows to everyone apart from the Teen Titans and one of them is an Alfred show. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, brilliant. Um, but no, it actually, it actually looks... Uh, it looks it looks decent. Um, what else can I tell you? Oh, it, it is 1960s, it does say here. Um, okay. 19, 1960s London, but it's not the London we know. Um, I don't know. It's... Uh, <laughs> It's happening. <laughs> That's all I can say about it, really. I can't wait for there to be one episode and it to get cancelled. Probably, yeah. I'm trying to like expand on like what we see. In the, I mean, we see Thomas Wayne and we see Alfred. I don't think there's any Easter eggs towards anything else, but I could be mistaken. I watched the trailer once. It might not even look that good. It's coming to epics, whatever that is. Probably some American cable channel, isn't it? I'm just having a flick through. Yeah, there's no. There's the, oh, someone from Peaky Blinders plays his dad. Uh, I well, think. Alfred's dad. Yeah. Huh. There's some horses. The villain. Oh, it's that guy. Uh, oh, I love that guy. Yeah. I can totally see what you're seeing right now. <laughs> that guy. Oh, and there's a little. There's the stinger at the end. You'll love this. You know you love a good stinger at the end. Oh, yeah. The stinger at the end of this trailer is something like his dad turning around and he's like, "You ought to bloody sharpen yourself up, or you'll be a you'll be a bloody butler by the time you're forty, or something like that." Oh, I see. It's foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah. it's good, isn't it? Good's a strong <laughs> word. <laughs> um, speaking of things. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, have you seen the trailer for Doctor Sleep? I think so. I've read a lot. I've seen all the tweets about it. It's the. This is a sequel to The Shining. Yes, I did hear about this. Focusing on the kid from The Shining who used to ride around on his little bike, but now mm. he's all grown up and he's seeing red rum in the mirror or whatever he's seeing. Um, I can't watch a. Uh, trailer with anything with Ewan McGregor in without all the comments be full of Obi-Wan quotes which I think is kind of great poor Obi-Wan see I even did it poor Ewan McGregor he's did you just say poor Obi-Wan yeah <laughs> no it you like, can't can't, can't get, really away get away from, from that. that I mean he should just go ahead and do a, a Star Wars solo movie because I, I still kind of want to see that see I think he I, from what I hear he's more than up for it isn't he yes yeah. Just whether Disney will do it. I think, given recent, like given recent film receptions and stuff like that, they'll probably just do it just to like get some good PR and yeah. But um, this looks this looks suitably scary. The Shining. I mean, I I love The Shining. I, I love everything Stephen um, Stanley Kubrick's ever done, and Stephen King. You know, it's a it's a match made in heaven, but this new film, um, it's got lots of references to the original. Who else is in it? Ewan McGregor. I don't know who's directing it. 
not like a big director, I don't think. But it, it returns to the Overlook Hotel. Yeah, and a lot of shots taken straight from The Shining and stuff like that, or allude, I think allude to it. Yeah, I think they're recreated. Um, hmm. I'm not sure, but yeah, it looks it looks interesting. I'll definitely give it a go. Um, how long can you give between um, putting a sequel to a film that happened? <laughs> I thought Blade Runner was holding the uh, holding the record, but this seems to have. I was gonna snatched. say. Uh... Mary Poppins probably holds a longer record, right? Ah, uh, yeah, that's a good one, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure this one isn't because of years and years of Disney trying to get the copyrights back from the estate, but... Yeah. <laughs> is, yeah there a longer, is that the longest one? Mary Poppins must be the longest one. Is there anything longer than that? Must be. Oh, can you count Wizard of Oz? You did a prequel, didn't they? Oz the Great and Powerful. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure there was another film in the middle. Was there? Yeah, I'm pretty oh. sure. And there was Wicked, I guess, as well, which I don't think has been made into a film, but obviously it was a book and a sh- stage show. Okay. Avatar might nip the record. <laughs> <laughs> Give it um, another 50 years until Avatar 2 happens. But when the sequels start coming, they'll, they'll be coming every two years <laughs> until Avatar 5. <laughs> uh. Whether you want them or not. 31st of October, so there you go. Oh, they're going right for that Halloween release date. Yeah, yeah. Um, last week we spoke about X-Men Dark Phoenix. Did we talk about how we thought they were originally going to be scrolls at the end of that film? We did, yeah. Oh, by the way, spoilers for Dark Phoenix, but who cares? Um, basically, Ty Sheridan went on a podcast recently and pretty much admitted that um, the Scrolls were supposed to be the final um, villain in that movie. I've got the full quote here if you want to hear it. Sure. Uh, right. Originally it was scripted that Charles and Scott go to the UN because they go to the UN that they're trying to tell the president that hey we're under attack by aliens. Now they've captured Jean Grey. And then Jean comes down in front of the UN and causes there is a huge battle between the guards at the UN and Jean and all the guards turn out to be scrolls and then Jean and Scott Scott is fighting scrolls in the fountain he gets thrown into the fountain in front of the UN and then Jean comes down and basically fights off the scrolls and then blasts back into space and says goodbye to Scott and Charles and then it's all over I guess That's an interesting one considering that the third act of that movie that must because I obviously know a lot of it was reshot, but that yeah. major changes. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, uh, obviously, um, as soon as Disney took it over, I'm guessing they probably just put a a, a strike straight through the scrolls because I think there was some ambiguity as to who owned the scrolls. So Fox and Disney were going to use them at the same time, a bit like um, Quicksilver. Uh, Quick, a bit like Quicksilver. Um, yeah. So at one point we were going to get two scroll movies this year, which would have been quite cool, but. Um, I'm kind of glad this doesn't happen because I really liked how the scrolls were used in in uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah, but you didn't re- you didn't need to rewrite everything. Maybe they ended no. up putting it on a train because the replacement CG just didn't look as good, so they needed it to be nice and dark. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it was a. I mean, like I think the stuff on the train was quite cool, but then like the stuff immediately after it was kind of weak. Yeah, but like. The stuff in the train must have been added later, because I'm not sure how that scene on the train is supposed to get to the UN. <laughs> no, maybe. Well, yeah, who knows? Who knows? I'd be... I, I wouldn't be interested to see, no. No, no, I wouldn't. Um, 
But speaking of things you may be interested to see, oh. uh, there's <laughs> there um, there's more news on the uh, the Justice League Snyder cut. Oh yes! Do you, do you want to hear it? <laughs> yeah, let's let's go. We can make another synopsis clip and have people put <laughs> dislike it because oh, we're yeah. making because we're making yeah. fun of the Snyder cut. Not a people, a lot of lot, not a lot of people like that. Um, well, yeah. First of all, Ray Fisher has come out and said that like he really wants to see the Snyder cut released. He played Cyborg in the movie for about okay. five for about five minutes. Um, but also, the fans that are running the petition to release the Snyder cut have paid twenty thousand dollars to fly a banner over San Diego Comic Con, saying hashtag release the Snyder cut. Okay, that's that's people with um, a lot of money. I'm gonna yeah. say that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I'll say what I said way back when when we did that synop clip. I would see it. I guess. I would see it, but I don't care about it. I don't think no. it will make the film any better. Well, In plus fact, they've, they've. I'm gonna lost. go out on a limb and say it'll make the film worse. Ooh, Phil. Obviously, there can be two versions. You can have your preferred version, but mm. like, like we said at the time, Justice League is a great popcorn flick. Yeah, and I think it, the Snyder Cut probably adds in a lot of that BS that yeah. weighed down the that early BVS. DC films. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the BS and BVS. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I I'm actually I don't actually mind Batman v Superman. I think it's got some interesting ideas in it. The execution isn't perfect, I'll admit. Um, but visually, it's quite interesting. Um, and I think, yeah, maybe may, I'd be interested to see this purely because I think Zack Snyder like has quite a cool vision, at least. But mm. I don't think it's going to make the movie any better. Um, plus, who cares about just... like Ben Affleck's gone. Henry Cavill's gone. This is just... This is not even a thing anymore. So the DC thing that's not really not really worth getting excited about anymore. No, exactly. We well, might, we'll not, that, not another... worth not worth we'll getting get... excited about the larger universe. No, we'll get an, I reckon we'll get a good Justice League movie in like ten years with Robert Pattinson and I don't know fucking Joaquin Phoenix is popping up. I don't know. And probably Gal Gadot still. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> the only um, one that the only one that was well received from the original lineup. That's the thing. Um. Looking forward to more Shazam. I'm looking forward to more Wonder Woman. Yeah. The rest of it, I could really take it or leave it at this point. I don't really care what they do. Yeah. Um, like you say, Cavill's gone and Affleck's gone. And that's really annoying because Cavill's scenes in Justice League are probably the most I've liked him as Superman. Yeah. Especially when he, like, comes in and just, like, punches the guy at the end when he does his big hero t- sharp moment you know what my like favorite it felt Super- very superman my favorite superman bit was when he turns up at the end of shazam and you can't see his face that's that's a pretty good bit as well actually yeah. <laughs> i wish he saw his face that was like that was a really good scene because like it kind of expanded the universe slightly um mm. it showed it, it kind of it I think that's the, probably the most the best characterization of Superman we've had in the entire DC universe because it shows that like he cares about making the little people happy kind of thing. Like 
Are we talking about like the five seconds of yeah. Superman's torso, not even his head? Yeah, that's probably that, the best. That is part. a major, major diss against all the uh, against Man <laughs> of Steel that you prefer the short scene where he doesn't even talk. I think it shows more character than a lot of the. Like, we don't want to see him standing on a mountain talking to the ghost of his dad. We want to see him, like, getting getting out and, like, talking to kids in schools because he's a nice guy kind of thing and he's not bad. No, I agree. And, he's... and that's some of the most uh, wholesome bits of, to be honest, like, Spider-Man Homecoming is the stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, d- yeah definitely. Yeah. Um, so, but there you yeah. go. Sorry, the rest of the DC films. <laughs> So this week there was a little little show that went on in the US in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. You may have you may have heard of it. They've done it a few times before. It's not that major. It's called E3, mm-hmm. um, the Electronic Entertainment Expo. Is that what it stands for? But there's only yeah. one E. Oh, three E's. Oh. Uh, we've just blown Nick's mind and we've not even got to any of the announcements yet <laughs> I was today years old when I realised <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that meme <laughs> I mean it's like kind of funny but at the same time I'm like that's a silly way to say that <laughs> anyway so whilst uh, Sony did not show up this year they didn't have a show there was obviously their PS4 games were shown off through the publishers that are going to be releasing on that platform Mm. but for this I'm just going to go through from the pre-show right the way through picking up on kind of like the key bits from each show and then anything that's happened in the days since Mm. Uh, so this means going back over to before E3 even began to Google which is a new one Oh yeah, uh, to the Google Stadia Connect presentation which was very very blatantly ripping off the format of Nintendo's directs but anyway <laughs> so from the people that bought you Google and Google Maps but they also bought you Google Glasses Google Plus and YouTube <laughs> Gaming <laughs> comes the Google Stadia so this was a roughly 30 minute Stadia Connect mm-hmm. um, and it covers the platform because it's they're very clear it's a platform it's not a console because it's there's no physical bit to it yeah uh so it goes over the launch titles the cost and the internet speed you'd need to use it so which one do you want me to go over first you've got the speed the launch titles uh the launch price and the games why don't you go over speed whilst i look up my internet speed Ah, oh, that sounds like fun. So, the minimum you would require for Google Stadia is 10 megabits per second. Um, Hang on, but I'm the... just comparing mine. Are you doing a speed test on that? As I, yeah, literally as we speak. Um, download speed of what? Uh, 10 megabits per second. 18.6. Okay, so you can, you'd be able to run stuff at 720p, 60 frames per second... In All stereo. Right. Huh. Uh, the next rank up by their recommendations is 25 megabits per second, yep. which is 1080p, uh, high definition, well, you know, that, uh, 60 frames per second, 5.1 surround. Yep. And then the the max what they for 4K is 35 megabits per second, 
which is 4K, 60 frames, 5.1. Right, okay. So And does it automatic? Is... I'm guessing it automatically adjusts because your internet speed isn't like totally in, in yeah, the same place all the time, is it? So because the big thing they're saying of this is it's is it's it's streaming. Yes. So like they they it's like oh our servers are running the game you're just streaming it to your machine and apparently the Google Stadia controller which is follows pretty much what is now the standard controller design I think you get your Xbox 360 controllers your Switch Pro controllers it's only yeah. really PlayStation ones that are different it's that kind of design and apparently the controller connects to the server rather than to your TV to right. kind of because that's kind of like a latency thing for you playing okay. the game, right? Yeah, and um, you can you can do it to any screen and all this stuff. Um, but obviously, some people in the US still don't have very good internet. Uh, some people in the UK still don't have very good internet. Mm. Some people worldwide still don't have very good internet, so that's going to be a bit of a blocker. And also, some people are limited on how much data they can use and as part of their plans. Mm. Um, because PC Gamer worked out that 65 hours of the Google Stadia at 4K was roughly the equivalent to one terabyte in data. Jeez. So, that's only a few hours playing each day to get up to that number, and there's some people that are very serious in their playing. Crikey. Um, so yeah, let's, uh, so that's, that's... Because I'm just kind of going over the headlines, and then we'll get into kind of some of the caveats and considerations if you're going to pick up the Stadia. Mm-hmm. Why well, say pick up the Stadia? Subscribe or join <laughs> Stadia because uh, again, there's nothing physical. There's nothing to pick up apart from the controller which you need. Yeah, or a Google <laughs> Chromecast. So, the launch stuff. So, the only type of membership that was talked about in the Stadia Connect was Stadia Pro. Right. And how much do, will this cost you each month, Nick? £25 a month is it not this is the pro one right this is Stadia Pro so bear in mind you have to buy the games on top oh Oh, maybe less then (laughs) Uh, it's $10 a month for just so that's just the existence of it yeah that's like having Netflix account without having any titles on Netflix well, the thing is, I think the the better comparison may be Amazon Prime, because Amazon Prime has its stuff on Prime, and from what they've described very vaguely, there will be games available kind of, you know, through the service, but they don't make any kind of promises about that. Right, okay. But obviously Amazon still has the stuff that you can buy on top to stream. Yeah, but Amazon has original TV shows and films and stuff that you can stream when you subscribe to Prime. That is a very interesting point. Um... <laughs> The Stadia, from what I could pick up, does not have any exclusives. Well, Or at least they may have a few indie titles. But anyway, so there is a Founders Edition that you can get Yeah. Um, for the Google Stadia, which comes with Destiny 2 Complete Edition, a controller, a Google Chromecast Ultra, right. three, three months of Stadia Pro membership for you and a friend, and you get to pick your username now. Wow. Um, and how much does that set you back? $129. Oof. So, I mean, if you can... 
Consider that the controller is uh, $70, which is actually about the industry standard for controllers. Is it? I thought they were about... Well, PlayStation ones are about 50 quid. That's roughly it. It's around... In the UK, I'd say they're between 40 and 60 quid for controllers. Yeah. So that $70 is about equivalent. Um, And then obviously the... six months of free Stadia membership, that's $60, so yeah. I don't I mean, it's still not I still wouldn't pay that, I still wouldn't want it um, but anyway that is, that's everything that the Founders Edition comes with mm-hmm. so, let's go on to the games so one of the games that was on a lot of the screens and they were using for a lot of their demos and they used for one of their tests last year actually, uh, was Assassin's Creed Odyssey, oh yeah it's also getting Doom Eternal, uh, The Elder Scrolls Online, uh, Marvel's Avengers is confirmed to be coming to the oh, really? Stadia. Yeah. Okay. And there's a few indie titles as well, which one is called Get Packed, which right. looks actually looks quite interesting. It's um, it's you you've played Overcooked at mine, yeah. Yes. It's like Overcooked, but you're helping your friend to move. So it's that kind of pick stuff up, kind of party game style. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Um, so it's a decent showing of games, and they were very, very um, keen to be like, look at all these developers and publishers that are backing us. And it had a lot of the big names there. You've got some that are definitely going more in than others. Like Ubisoft are like really on board. Uh, Square Enix less so. They're talking about doing their own service. All right, okay. We'll get to in a second. Yeah. So now let's get on to the caveats. So now, uh, one of those I said was the amount of data it would use. But let's talk about some other concerns about the system. One, you still have to buy games on top of the subscription. Yeah. And if there are no... Because the thing about physical games is you can buy them from multiple places. And the thing about PC games as well is you can buy keys. I've got concerns... (laughs) about whether you'd only be able to buy these games through the Google like Google store yes so that's kind of one hmm, concern the second is that it was stated as uh, play anywhere uh, but it really really isn't it's play anywhere with a good internet connection and we've got a TV and a Chromecast with electrical outlets etc as well (laughs) Yeah, so it's not like the Switch, which yeah. literally is play anywhere. Yeah. I'd say you, that... I suppose you could plug your Chromecast into one of those little portable DVD players if it's got a HDMI in. Well, the thing is, you can... Or a laptop. Uh, yeah. You will be able to get it on your phone. At, start, at first, it'll only be the Google Pixel phones that'll be able to do it, but they are rolling it out to phones and tablets. Okay. So, arguably... But then, the question is, how good would it be to play like a full console release on a tablet hmm. and also I'm guessing you'd have to take your the controller with you still and again like you're not going to get good enough internet in a coffee shop or on a train No. so it's a bit of a hmm. yeah it is technically, you could technically play it anywhere but I think this is, it's just quite, I'm, I'm, I'm actually quite optimistic about this because I think it's like, it is probably quite a good indication of what what we're moving towards and and sustainability and 
the fact that you don't have to produce the console anymore and save and all that plastic and hardware and stuff and the shipping costs um, yes and well whilst that's good uh, that kind of almost neatly brings me on to my third one which is the last one I've got like a long list of gripes here yeah um, so my third one is it's described as cheap gaming for the masses uh, this is one of those big selling points but let's actually break that down properly so the only subscription method we know at the moment is the $10 a month pro hmm. so assuming you don't you already want you just want to use one of your pre-existing controllers which you can do fair enough or your mouse and keyboard that's all you're gonna pay hmm. so the Nintendo Switch launched at $300 hmm. uh, the PS4 and Xbox One launched at 400 the question then becomes, how long does your console last? Yes. Because at the three-year mark, I will have paid less money per month for my Switch than I would have for a Google Stadia. At the three-and-a-half-year mark, the same is true for the PS4. Hmm. But I guess, like, this is this is kind of like the first of this new generation. Like, I, I think I agree there are going to be a lot of kinks... But like, I think it will evolve. It probably will evolve in the same way that now, cars and mobile phones and things are all done. Are all going to be done um, via basically you're just subscribing to something. Yeah, and that's rather, kind of rather than buying outright because yeah, I think. But know. that also means that you never truly earn any of your games, but the price will still be the same. You never what truly own. Yeah. Yeah, but they said that about music. <laughs> yeah, I know they say that about music and, and, and about films. Yeah. Um, this is also Google, and Google actually have a very long history of killing off these services. That's true. I mean, I think it, if anything, it's just like it, it's probably not going to be perfect, but like I think it's it's going to encourage competitors to start something like this because I'd eventually like to see something similar to this, but like more subscription based you get like the sort of uh, the better title games and stuff as a as a that's why I thought 25 a month originally I was like okay maybe you you pay that and you get like a couple of titles every month kind of thing so like because you you know me I pick up a game and I, and like Assassin's Creed um I didn't play Odyssey but I played the um one before um Origins Origins yeah I picked it up for like a couple of weeks and then it's just kind of at the back of a drawer now and I think yeah like environmentally and and sense and logically I think it's going to be good if when eventually we move towards something more subscription based I think though we're already moving towards digital purchases hmm. like physical media is already on the decline and obviously producing the consoles is quite um, not great for the environment but you still need some kind of electronic device to play it on yeah, of course. So it's almost as if pick your poison. Either have a TV in a cast or have a Switch instead of your Chromecast. It's mm. not still not amazing. No. Um, I think my big issue is that with Netflix and with Spotify and things like that, you still are only paying the entry fee. Yes. So if Netflix went down tomorrow, I'd be a bit annoyed, but mm. I've not lost anything. Yes, that's true. If Google Stadia doesn't take off and Google decide to gut it, or any of these services, 
Um, I suppose the same is true of Steam, but I can download my Steam games onto my hard drive and then I've got them. Yes. But if the Stadia went down, they're like, we're not doing it anymore. <laughs> if you've bought, like... What you're saying is Google are likely to cancel something. Yeah, as unbelievable ha- as that is. Having worked on it for several years. Um, but it's true of any of these systems. And, like, I'm just not a big fan of paying on top of the subscription price. I'd actually potentially rather pay £25 per month, like you're saying, and not pay anything more. Hmm. But I know there's a lot of... Um, a lot of it as well is Google trying to get the developers on board because they mm. don't want to devalue obviously the sale price of their own games. Yeah. So it's kind of, um, and I will see. I'm not super excited by it, but if you want uh, um, an interesting time, there is an actual website called KilledByGoogle.com, which lists everything. <laughs> and my God, it's actually quite long. Yeah, I can imagine. Like there's so many things they've tried and then just ditched. I'm looking up that website now on my Google Glasses. <laughs> oh, I'll be sure to share it on my Google Plus page later. <laughs> but enough about Google's strange foray into gaming. Let's get Shut back to Shut up, the Google, you're done. Let's move on. Let's move on to the companies that have been making games since before. Before Google was born. Before Google was born, yes. <laughs> So let's start with the first pre-E3 thing, which was on the Saturday, I think, which was the Nintendo Invitational Tournaments. So this was mm. eSports. Um, they started off with the Super Mario Maker 2 Invitational, which they invited four YouTubers along, and they had to race through courses designed by the kind of Nintendo team. Mm. And that was actually really fun. I enjoyed watching that. It had um, a, g- a guy called The Completionist who does quite a good YouTube gaming show. As one of the competitors, along with a few like other YouTubers who've done like who did let's plays of the first Super Mario Maker, like they played lots of randomly generated courses. So that was like a fun little contest to watch and showed off a lot of features of the games. Mm. Then they did this Splatoon two World Championship. I like Splatoon, I don't play it, but it was in it was kind of interesting. Uh and then they finished off with a Smash Bros. Free versus Free World Championship. Which confused me because all the teams seem to have four people in them. <laughs> Why? So I was, I was just a bit like, "How is it three v three? Was one was one of them passing the controller as they went? Well, the thing is, like, it's it was three v three, but then it was like, okay, this first round, it's going to be a one v one and a two v two. It's like, huh. yeah, that's technically three v three, but it's not three v three, is it really? <laughs> Um, I suppose it made some interesting dynamics because you had to choose which two of your team members would fight together and which one would fight alone kind of thing mm. But and to, it's all really interesting Nintendo does some quite good esports tournaments and I, it's a good way to start E3 as well I think they just kind of they take whatever big game of the t- they're trying to push at the time which in this case is Mario Maker 2 and then have two of their actual esports games there to like be like oh and here's the serious stuff <laughs> um, the first uh, conference or, you know, show, which, mm. because they called it EA Play, I forgot it was even their press conference. I thought it was just a live stream. Yeah. It was EA Play, where they literally, apart from uh, Jedi Fallen Order gameplay, literally no surprises or announcements. What they had at their <laughs> conference was Star Wars, FIFA 20, oh, yeah. Madden, 
some new Sims 4 DLC, and I think that was it. Oh yeah, what's FIFA 20 looking like? Uh, believe it or not, you play football. Oh yeah, it's pretty oh. similar to FIFA 19 then. Although they're adding like um, basically they're adding FIFA Street mode into it, so you'll be able to be like five aside teams playing like tarmac fields or whatever. Okay. Neat, but at the same time, it's like I don't know why EA think these are such massive reveals. <laughs> another new year, another new iteration in all the yearly sports games. Are they adding more dismemberment to FIFA 20? Because that's what people were chanting for EA to do, right? <laughs> they, they've heard your voices and your concerns, <laughs> and they are gonna do another FIFA anyway. <laughs> so literally, though, the so yeah, let's let's talk about the only thing of note, which was this, the Fallen Order gameplay. Hmm. I think it looks fine. It looks yeah. like it'll be alright. It'll be quite I, fun. I really wanted it to be pretty spectacular, but um, yeah, it just looks fine, doesn't it? Mm. I mean, I'm sure... I mean, I guess it depends on a good script. Or does it? I'm not sure. It's, it's, a, bit different with, it's a bit different with game story modes, isn't it? Because... Uh, I like, think that... Yeah, this, the story seems like it's going to be... Fine. Like it's this game seems like it's playing it pretty safe. I'm the a long time looks... apologist of Star Wars Battlefront Two, and part of that reason is because I thought the story mode was actually really interesting in that it's swapped between like um, um, ship battles and and like uh, first person or third person shootout as well. It's um, it had some like different dynamics as you went along. Um, I think if this has a lot of good planets and a lot of interesting missions and some interesting boss fights I think it'll be good yeah um but yeah it did nothing to wow me hmm. but at the same time it was fine like it didn't do anything to just like majorly disappoint me like the um the cool thing was obviously stopping blasts in midair Ky- Kylo Ren style yeah hmm. which seems like it's a dark side power but this Jedi was like nope well and then at one point he like drags he stops it in midair and then drags a stormtrooper into it which I thought was pretty neat yeah that was pretty cool um but aside from that yeah like I'll we'll probably play it when it comes out later this year yeah for sure this is something that people were complaining about they didn't like the the lack of dismemberment from your lightsaber which I mean you are swinging a lightsaber back and forth like there should be a bit more I guess yeah but like I think I think it would risk looking more goofy than actually cool. Hmm. What, like, um, arm, hands flying about and stuff? Yeah, it looked... <laughs> and it, it would kind of highlight kind of like the ragdoll physics that, you know, like... And all you'd take is a physics engine tweak and you'd end up with, like, people's body parts just spraying everywhere. And you <laughs> think it would... <laughs> yeah. It, and also, it goes against the whole, like, Jedi thing of not using excessive force. Oh, if you're I don't just know. leaving like dismembered body parts in your wake, <laughs> I mean you're still killing those stormtroopers, but you know, yeah, uh, with yeah. some flair. To be fair, hmm. I think so, he enjoyed. It. I think he enjoyed it. <laughs> what the Jedi? Yeah, definitely. He looked like he was having fun. This is uh the the um, motion capture of Cameron Monaghan, who you would know from Je- uh, Gotham. As Jeremiah, Jeremiah slash Joker slash Jezza slash 
whatever else they decided to call him in the end. <laughs> hmm. But yeah, we'll definitely play it. And that's literally everything from E3. Uh, from EA. Mm. <laughs> E3. From E3. Like we're done. Yeah, see you next year. Um, so next was the Microsoft E3 conference. So this mm. was the one I watched live because there's already speculation about some kind of Nintendo-Microsoft partnership. And I was like, hmm, hmm. maybe there'll be something here. Uh, but no, there was some interesting stuff, though. Uh, the ones I wrote down at the time was the Lego expansion for Forza Horizons 4 that turns it into Lego Races, which looks... Amazing! <laughs> it looks absolutely ridiculous, and I like that the Forza games, as time has gone on, have taken themselves less and less seriously. Yeah, definitely. They used to be like a grand Gran Turismo um, alternative, didn't they? Hmm. There was Keanu Reeves showing up in the Microsoft E3 press conference to show off some more of Cyberpunk 2077. Nice. Which, to be fair, does look really good. <laughs> Did you see him doing his presentation? I haven't actually watched it, but I've seen all the I've seen all the memes. Yeah, because there's a guy in the audience. He says the game is breathtaking, and someone in the audience shouts, "You're breathtaking!" <laughs> yeah. And I've seen, and there's the meme of him like turning around and pointing at the screen, which I've seen quite a few. Yeah. Um, we saw the first. Well, I'm not, I don't think it's the first, but we saw some more of the new Halo. It was just kind of a story trailer. Right. The new Halo was confirmed as coming to Xbox's next console. Oh. the pro- Which is called Project Scarlet at the moment. The Xbox 2. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people have been saying that. <laughs> um, other games that made their debut was Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga. Yes. Let's talk about I that. I think... well, we, we, we've had quite a lot of information on this suddenly, haven't we, actually? like After, uh, after the initial presentation, there's been a few more details revealed. Because hmm. it's going to be quite... I know there's going to be a few planets that's going to be quite open world in like, the overworld. Yeah! They're sort of shaking it up. Because I, I, initially I was like, is this a, just like a remaster of the originals plus whatever else they've done? But this seems like a whole new thing. Which is good because, like, arguably, the first seven they could just stick in from the games they've already made. Yeah, to be fair, like that, that original, the um, the complete saga, Lego Star Wars, I think was one of my favourite games as a kid. Um, and this has actually gotten me really excited for this one as well. I think it'll be good. Yeah, I think the Lego games, the Lego Star Wars ones, were some of the best ones mm. just because of the. The fact that the Star Wars universe translated so well into it. Yeah. Although I find the Lego series in general is just kind of meandering now. It's not none of the recent releases have really excited me. Like, and this one only excites me because it's just Lego Star Wars. Well, I think they've they've said that they are sort of. I, I don't think it's going to be quite the same kind of. Because um, it used to be. I know it's always been three D, but it used to be kind of like fixed camera. Um, yeah. Straight on kind of thing. Whereas now I. Th- think I can't remember where I heard this but I, I I'm pretty sure they've said it's gonna be a bit more like you got control of the, the camera and and where you put them and everything mm. um, so it should it should play like considerably differently to the original saga yeah now I'm, I, I think it'll be good mm. I've, I'm you know looking forward to it uh, I hope you can play just any episode straight out yes that'd just be good. so I can play them in a weird order just yeah. for fun <laughs> Other stuff from Microsoft Conference was uh, 
there's a, a remaster of Age of Empires 2 coming, so I, I like that game, so that's going to be quite interesting. Yeah. Uh, part of me is asking why, but what I think they're doing is testing the water for an Age of Empires 4. Um, Microsoft Flight Simulator is getting a new version. Ooh. If you want to, using like fucking Bing maps, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it is like using like real shot on a camera footage for like so at the very least it'll make a re- reasonably pleasant like chilled out experience yeah yeah uh, I've got a list open of everything that was announced so the Bethesda one I think came next in the line uh, this was in the middle of the night in the UK time so I did not watch it mm-hmm. uh, Doom Eternal still looks good the first well the Doom reboot was really good so I'm excited for that uh, Fallout 76 <laughs> is getting an expansion All right, okay. uh, which from what I read adds NPCs and quests back into the game not back in, adds them into the game full stop oh, did they and not already like, have those? <laughs> well the thing is the whole uh, the whole pitch of Fallout 76 was oh like, it is, it's just will, online yeah and players will make their own fun and like all the quests going free of PCs and stuff Yeah, uh, but no one really liked that so now they're like, we're adding in NPCs and quite like proper quest stories again. Hooray! We're, <laughs> we're adding this in. Cheer us. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, there was a oh, there was a um, interesting trailer for a game called Deathloop shown coming from Bethesda. Oh yeah. Where it seems like Groundhog Day. So you're like doing the same day over and over, making different decisions and trying to like do it. Okay. Not much was shown about the actual gameplay, but the trailer kind of shows this married couple having dinner, and she's got him a gift. He's like, "Oh, I know what that is. It's this and this and this. I know that this you did this thing in your past." And she's like, "Why are you doing this? Why are you saying this?" He's like, "This has happened before. It's happened before." A policeman's about to turn up at that door, asking us about it. And huh. It looks like it could be quite interesting. It looks a bit like trippy. Does it play like a Telltale game, and then you, but with your decisions? You just change each time. I don't. Plan. That's the thing. Nothing was really shown of it. It looks like quite a small scale game though, because yeah. all the trailer all takes place top down view in this person's. Flat. Oh, okay. Mm. So it could be quite narrative driven. Yeah. It, it looks like interesting. Yeah. The Square Enix conference. Ah yes. Um, they showed off the more of the Final Fantasy VII remake, and that they're remastering Final Final Fantasy VIII Trials of Mana, which is like a collection of all the Mana games, which are supposedly quite good JRPGs has come in yeah but again this one in the UK was in the middle of the night so I did not see it wait hold on can I go back a sec wait they're remastering Final Fantasy 8 but releasing remaking Final Fantasy 7 oh okay gotcha so I was like wait a minute (laughs) that's the wrong order (laughs) I don't think they really care they're just like Let's do this thing now. <laughs> but yeah, apparently quite a lot of people were quite happy about the stuff that Square Enix announced, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, Ubisoft. So this Hang one on. I did catch. Square Enix. Was that not Sorry, a... did you have more to say on Square Enix? Did they not do the Avengers game? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it wasn't on my it wasn't on my list. How was that on you? But even yet. though we this just talked about it, this is like the most it. I've ever paid attention to E3 in my life. Yeah, sorry, that just 
I just think JRPGs when I think of Square Enix. But yes, the Avengers game gameplay was shown. <laughs> it, was um, a, it, was a, it was a trailer. It was a gameplay trailer, right? It was showing gameplay, but obviously in that very smooth style of it all going perfectly and you, the characters knowing what they're doing. It's like yeah. Um, shows us some first bits of the story, which I think is quite interesting. Cap dies. Spoiler alert. Yeah, because... Like that can't be permanent, can it? Well, I don't know. I mean, it's it, I mean it's a comic book, so probably not. But <laughs> well, like, also like, because oh, I don't play know. as all your favorite Avengers, not Captain America though, beyond Mission One. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, there's also these um, there's these rumors and stuff that it's set within the same. This is now a gaming universe of Spider-Man and and this Avengers game, because obviously, like this is quite a. Um, Worn in universe, um, so they could always slot stuff in be, uh, in front of this game and stuff, and so you can play as Cap eventually, kind of thing. I don't know who knows. Well, uh, there was a post because I was just uh, doing a last minute flick through before we recorded. There was mm. a post on Destructoid talking about it, and they said that um, supposedly what Square Enix is trying to do with this Avengers game is build like a build like a base and then. They're going to start adding stories into it a lot, right? So this, as much as this sets off the alarm in my head of you know games as a service, there's going to be lots of extra costs and stuff like that. Yeah, it does seem like they might be taking a kind of a comic booky approach. Yeah, well that's that, that's this... pretty much what the um, that's pretty much what Spider Man did as well with its DLC. And to be honest, if you've made this engine and made all these. Uh, Characters, move sets, and like physics and all yeah. that. You might as well like expand on it. Yeah, have a few stories, and like you can have some like different missions. You could make allusions to different comics and stuff like that. So, so we've heard at some point that this game is kind of drop in, drop out um, as different Avengers, right? On a multiplayer. That seems to be the way. Yeah, because obviously thing. they show that a bit. They show that a bit in the intro, is that you go like. You do a section as Iron Man, you do a section as a Hulk, you do a section as four. And from reading this, it seems the carp is meant to be a bit more like drop in, drop out, like you say. Right, yeah. Like, so presumably it puts you in just kind of like a party of like five online players or something like that. Presumably it's not like one story and every single player is dropping in and out as as many Avengers they can stretch to. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, I guess we'll have to wait and see because how I imagined it it was kind of almost like the Lego Marvel game where you'll do a little bit as one character and then there'll be a very short like transition and then mm. you're playing as a different character yeah so like you're wake- making your way through missions as like short bursts as each one yourself yeah I'm not sure I'd enjoy playing with five random people I think mm. if you could get like a you know if you and what's the meme at the moment me and the lads or whatever me and the I mean, gang me and the boys me, oh yeah, me and the boys about to tear open this new Avengers game, and like <laughs> you were playing it together. I reckon that'd be really fun. Yeah, I think you'd have some fights over who would want to be each hero, unless it was just randomly. If they all got their own unique styles yeah. and stuff, then it could be pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm gen- generally pr- looking forward to this one. Yeah, it looks oh, interesting. So what do you think of the designs? Because a few people have moaned about this, haven't they? Yes, that's been like the most contentious bit, hasn't it? Yeah. I think they don't look 
good, but they look fine. Yeah, I'm gonna. I don't I'm think they should look again. like the actors. No, although I think it's kind of odd that they do look like 2012 era film Avengers. Yeah, no, they've definitely uh, put themselves in a bit of a corner by being like, oh, they don't look like the actors. But this is the exact Avengers party from the Avengers. Yeah, and it's kind film. of and the design is like pretty similar, but like slightly off. So like some people have comparing. It's more off-brand, isn't it? Yeah, people have been comparing it to like an off-brand or like budget Avengers. <laughs> and like the colours are very similar as well. To I think they could have varied up the colours a little bit more. I think Iron Man looks pretty great. He's got a more sort of comic, like comic book kind of face yes not quite as angry eyes and and as the movie version so that's quite a cool differentiation but the rest of the armor looks looks pretty pretty similar um thor looks a bit bigger than well because he's they're, they're not sort of like as normal proportions necessarily as um as, yeah. as real people obviously um cap's a bit bulky maybe Hmm. I'm not sure how well how good that looks. Although, who cares? Because he's only going to be there for the first five minutes anyway. So, yeah, sure. Wink, wink. <laughs> um, but yeah, I know I don't I don't necessarily have a problem with the design. No, it's it's yeah it it it's fine for what it is. Hmm. I think. Like I don't think it should look exactly like the movies, but I think if they don't want it to be associated with the movies, they should make it more different. Yeah, definitely. It's almost stuck in a bit of a bit of a bad position there yeah um so just going for a bit more of this information that we've got on the game there's going to be like skill trees and like customization and also like visual customization like different outfits and stuff so i think it will be quite quite interesting actually yeah they could have just yeah as you were saying they should have just dropped in or like swapped out like one of the other avengers for a different character <laughs> someone a bit more obscure yeah to make it draw the comparison more to the comic Avengers than the movie Avengers yes no exactly yeah you could have dropped out uh, who could you have dropped out we've seen quite a lot of Thor recently you could have dropped Thor out and put I don't know I don't know I don't know it's not but even yeah. if you you did something like put in Hank Pym's Ant-Man or something from the yeah, comics yeah exactly because obviously in the original comics he, he it's him rather than Lang yeah, I'm going to send you a quick picture that I just seen actually. That is quite funny because I've clicked on an article about the uh, Square Enix designs. I'll send you it and then I'll, I'll explain what the actual uh, what it says because you know the best kind of jokes are explained. <laughs> Pretty good. Um, it's a picture of Thor from the game versus movie Thor, and it says "You versus the guy she told you not to worry about." That classic one. Yeah, looking at this four from the game up close, it's not amazing, is it? Yeah, no, it's not really, is it? It doesn't look good at all, really, actually. It's going to say, the more I see of it, the less I like it. Yeah. I've, I've closed that now on purpose. Yeah, oh, I don't like looking at that. No. I mean, I don't know, they might refine those graphics a little bit before it's released. Maybe. They might change the design and push it back. Yeah, they might do a full Sonic movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as it's as it's as it's not. I'm just thinking, they as it's not um, owned, as it's not licensed by Disney Studios or anything like that. They they could have even put like some of the Fox-owned characters in there just to kind of like spice it up a little bit. 
Yeah, you got got to think they possibly could have, couldn't they? Yeah. Ubisoft, or have uh, I forgotten? Yeah, no. Go on, let's move on. <laughs> um, so the most well, Ubisoft talked a lot this time about Watch Dogs Legion, which we mentioned last week in our news mm. section. Is the game that takes place in post-Brexit Britain? Yes. Uh, this one touts a lot of playable characters because you play one of like a group of like hackers, and you've got like a Cockney bloke. Oh yeah, uh, and like an old lady assassin and stuff like that. So it looks pretty interesting. The gameplay seems fine for the most part. Hmm. Pretty inoffensive, as were the first two Watchdogs. Yeah, so that was quite interesting to watch. The gameplay showed them like doing this hacking, and also interestingly, you kind of have a group that you can choose from. But if any of them die, they're dead. It's permadeath. Oh really? But you like bring more people on board as the story goes on, so I think that could make for quite interesting. Because like the narrative and like the dialogue changes little bits by what happens. Yeah. So that could be quite interesting. Yeah. The most kind of weird thing that happened during this show, because it's Ubisoft, was uh, the new Just Dance game. <laughs> right. Obviously, there was a musical section where people and people in panda costumes came out and danced. Yeah, and it was announced that Just Dance is going to be released for all current gen consoles <laughs> and the Wii. Right, the wait, the Wii, the Wii, not the Wii U, not the Wii U. This is Just Dance twenty twenty is getting a Wii release. The Wii, the Wii, not the Wii U, not the Wii U. Two thousand and five's, two thousand and nine's Wii. Well, it's. Yeah, even no, it's even before that's two thousand and six is we in Two thousand and six. Bloody hell. So if you wanna dust off that Wii and do some dancing, uh Ubisoft are here to help. Someone's been holding off on buying that new console for so long <laughs> and they're now like, Finally I knew I didn't have to upgrade. Vindication <laughs> Um so and actually that distracted most people because I was following her on the stream and on Twitter that distracted most people from most of their other announcements <laughs> like a game for the Wii yeah. uh, aside from Wait, that does it, even, does it even run on the Wii U? well you'd, the Wii U can play Wii games so oh, I guess okay. that was their logic there right um, apart from that Ubisoft's show was typical you had a few shooty bang bang games yeah. like Ghost uh Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon has some oh, yeah. new stuff. He's still knocking about. Assassin's Creed Odyssey is getting an update at some point about <laughs> something or other. I don't. Like Ubisoft is actually, aside from that, it's pretty boring. Assassin's Creed Odyssey is being ported for the Wii. <laughs> <laughs> just Ubisoft's new thing is just making lots of lots of stuff for the Wii. <laughs> Although Ubisoft are quite on board with the Stadia, so maybe they'll just cut out the current gen consoles. And you'll have the choice of either Google Stadia or the <laughs> or Nintendo Wii. Wii. <laughs> like, you can have your physical release if you want it, but this is the price. <laughs> you have to go to CEX and see if there's an old Wii in the window for a tenner. <laughs> so yeah, some other stuff from just across the shows, just before we go on to Nintendo's Direct. Uh, there's new Dragon Ball Z game, looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of Japan's biggest MMOs is getting a World Ride release and Fantasy Star Online 2, so that was decent. Mm-hmm. 
um, another mini console coming from Sega. Right. Uh, of the Sega Genesis. So that's going to have Sonic 1 and 2, Earthworm Jim, Echo the Dolphin, and 35... Uh, so it looks like it's a total of like 40 games, which is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. You know, some interesting stuff between the cracks. Yeah. Now, the Nintendo Direct. That was... that. This one was... This one opened pretty pretty nicely with... um. So obviously the new CEO is called Doug Bowser, Nintendo of America. Yeah. <laughs> so it started off with the president of Japan, Nintendo Japan, and a CG Bowser. Yeah. <laughs> and then Doug Bowser came in and was like, hold on, no, 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 it's me, not you, it's me. <laughs> and that was, you know, it was a nice little nod to it. Yeah. Um, saw some more of Luigi's Mansion 3, which this time is a hotel. Ooh. Um, so it seems like the Mario crew just cannot go on holiday without something happening. <laughs> uh, either Mario gets arrested or gets his soul stolen. <laughs> you know, typical holiday hijinks. Uh, Animal Crossing, the new Animal Crossing game, where you get your own private island, uh, has been delayed to March 2020. But I'm just going to go ahead to the bit that I want to talk about. Uh, so the new Smash Bros. DLC... The first one announced at the beginning of the show was the hero from the Dragon Quest series. Uh, now, Dragon Quest is, so, is like the fourth best-selling JRPG series in the world. Right. Uh, so that was that's pretty cool. I've never played any of the games, but the Dragon Quest Eleven is coming out coming out on the Switch, so maybe I will. Oh. And Banjo Kazooie have been announced for Smash. Oh yeah, we all saw your tweet. You did. <laughs> oh, I'm going to talk about it again. Go on then. Um. So this is what people thought about in the Microsoft Nintendo uh, working together, because there'd been some rumours, and as part of Microsoft's tweet about the event, they showed the schedule and they included the Nintendo Direct on it. So people were like, ooh. <laughs> uh, a lot of people thought this was going to be Minecraft Steve as a Smash fighter. Right. Uh, but I'd never believe that, because I thought that'd be... As much as, obviously, Minecraft is a very high-selling game, in fact, one of the best-selling in the world... I didn't want that, so I didn't believe it. Yeah. Um, but no, the trailer, which I'm guessing you've seen, because otherwise I'd be like, Nick, do you know me at all? <laughs> I'm guessing you've seen the Banjo trailer. Yes, I have. I think it was pretty well done. Yeah, to be fair, it's pretty cool. Um, and it's nice that it's Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong who are like the ones there. As much as it calls back to King K. Rule's announced trailer, which was played out the same yeah these were obviously characters where their current designs were made by Rare and like there's just a lot of energy in it and the <laughs> music for the trailer was composed by the original banjo composer Grant oh really Kirkhope, that's pretty cool uh, which is the first international composer to work on Smash oh. and apparent, and he was on Twitter later like my god I've been keeping the secret for ages <laughs> you have no idea and actually to be honest just seeing all the reactions because there was um they were doing like there's footage from like the Nintendo store in New York and like a few YouTubers absolutely losing their shit. Yeah, you should have done a reaction reaction vid. I mean, my one was, oh, 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 cool. <laughs> so that that was basically it. Yeah. I then proceeded to watch the trailer again about twenty times, <laughs> uh, and I've watched it without fail every single day since it was announced goodness me 
I'm very excited, Nick. <laughs> well, I've watched the Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga trailer every day. You haven't, though, have you? No. <laughs> that is probably that's the thing I'm most excited about. Um, so other stuff from the Nintendo Direct, we saw some more of Link's Awakening, which is a remake of the Game Boy title for the Switch. It's all kind of styled quite, quite cutely. They all look kind of almost like little dolls walking around. Mm-hmm. Um, that comes out this year. It was confirmed that a sequel to Zelda Breath of the Wild is in development, um, with a bit of cinematic trailer shown right at the end. Ooh. So that would be quite interesting. I heard about this, and but I didn't manage to catch it. Yeah. It was announced that The Witcher 3 is getting released on the Switch, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, because that game is massive. Yeah. Uh, so that one actually is all going to fit onto one cart, it's been reported. Because like, there's games like the Crash Bandicoot trilogy hmm. and the Spyro trilogy, or it's only actually the first game on the cart. Right. And the second and third you download onto the console. Okay. So the fact that this, a game that, according to good old games, is about 35 gigabytes, is sitting onto one of those tiny little Switch carts. And it's all the DLCs as well. Yeah. That's I would. Cool. I'd say, yeah, definitely, definitely check it out if you haven't, if you've got a Switch. Uh, and there's quite a good, of, good bit of, um, like, third party showings for this conference. Mm hmm. So that's good, because Nintendo have had a... Well, with the Wii U, they had a few years where they were carrying their own stable a bit. Yeah. And now they've got quite good cross-support. Uh, cross I think Doom Eternal is coming to the Switch, which is pretty neat. Uh, I'd still probably rather play it on PC, but... Eh. But yeah, I thought Nintendo's show was just a bit crazy. Yeah. Which it always is, to be honest. There was one year where they did puppets... And another year where they joined up with Robot Chicken to make skits. So. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm outside of that, oh, so there was a bit more of Pokemon Sword and Shield. Uh, but obviously the, the Nintendo Direct had come hmm. the previous week, so there wasn't that much. They just basically were like, we hope you saw the Direct. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what has been announced during as part of E3, and it was part of... Nintendo's Treehouse streaming which they did throughout E3 showing off all the games uh, was that Pokemon uh, Sword and Shield will not have the national decks now this is the because obviously each Pokemon game only doesn't have all the Pokemon in it some of them you have to move over yeah. from other games and that's the national decks this one will only have the game uh, the Galar region Pokedex and that won't have all the Pokemon in it and that has made some people very mad. Now you know what is good. Because it's the first Pokemon game where you cannot actually catch them all. Yeah, but you can... It's the first Pokemon game where you'll actually be able to complete the Pokedex in the amount of time you spend on a game. That's the thing. It seems as much as there is some warranted criticism, obviously, but the thing is, in this move to the Switch, in this this move into having all the wild Pokemon like visible in the wild all this new stuff they're adding for their first console release Yeah, I'd rather they spend the time on that yeah. than, make, than doing the 3D modelling for every single Pokemon or 800 however plus there are yeah me too and can you still is there still any way of trading into the new game so you can but they'll, you only get you only be able to use the Pokemon that are in the Galar decks yeah 
Oh, really? So Pokemon, yeah. So that's that's what's people got people because before you'd have to transfer Pokemon from other games to complete the Pokedex. Yeah. This one, there are just some Pokemon you just won't be able to play. Oh, so, okay. So like, I thought you meant like just actually completing the Pokedex itself, but you could still use other Pokemon. But that that yeah, that's a little bit. Um. So you can still use like a great deal of them. You just can't use all of them. Right, okay. So I understand why people are upset, but at the same time, I'm like... Yeah, whoever... Uh, yeah, I never managed to complete the Pokedex anyway, so like... This I was going to say, I n- I've never completed the Pokedex, not even in, like, red, when it was, like, the easiest. Yeah, with, like, a hundred. <laughs> so, I'm a bit... I, I understand why some people are upset, but... It still looks good to me, and actually I'm more interested in picking this up than I was, like, the Hey You Pikachu ones from last year. Yeah. So you never know. That was oh, and uh, talking of Nintendo controversies, uh, Nintendo have reversed their position on playing with friends online in Mario Maker Two, and it will now be added to the game. So oh. that's something we talked about a few weeks ago. But that to me is just like sensible. That's good. That's mm. a good change. Cool. So what? was your highlight of E3 was it Lego Star Wars or was it Avengers it was Lego Star Wars it was that 5 second or 10 second trailer of Lego Star Wars where it does a little bit from the prequels a little bit from the originals and a little bit from the sequels I'm actually, I actually think that'll be pretty good it'll be nice to have all 9 in 1 yeah no definitely and if they've it looks like I've, I, I don't know I think they released a few more details after E3 but like it looks like it's going to be completely different gameplay they got the new Boba Fett model on there rather than the rather than the old one so I'm excited to see how some of these characters play as I don't know it's just kind of it's the open world by the sounds of it it's the open world Star Wars game I've wanted my entire life so happy days people are more excited for that than Jedi Fallen Order I am yeah <laughs> And obviously me, it's Banjo and Smash. Yeah. Which, you know. Like, you could have predicted that. You could have done my, my lines for this episode. Yeah, yeah probably. Uh, <laughs> but who cares? I don't I don't care that's predictable. <laughs> I've wanted that since bloody brawl. So, what were your favourite games from E3 at home? Let us know on Twitter, at Podcast. Mm. This episode is the season finale for season four. Nick, we've managed four seasons of this show. I know, Well, three and a half, probably, by the time you take out our early cancellation last year. We only missed two last year. Oh, okay. So, we're good. <laughs> and that was still longer than the first two seasons. Oh, alright, okay. We'll let ourselves off. Yeah, we'll let ourselves off the hook for wanting to take an early break. <laughs> uh, but this time we're taking the regular break. Um, in the meantime, you can follow me at Haddowink. And me at McNortima. Uh, so other stuff you can watch whilst you're patiently waiting for the podcast to come back. We have a Lego Harry Potter Let's Play that's like half done. Mm. Or fully um, done, depending on who you talk depending- to. <laughs> Depending on who you talk to, we did we played that famous game Harry Potter Years One to Two. Um, we did a let's play of uh, Star Wars Clone Wars Republic Heroes a few years ago. That one's a good one. Yeah, that is pretty uh, we good. Played actually. Yeah. Aliens Colonial Marines. Yeah. Up at the moment, um, 
me and my sister are playing through A Hat in Time on the channel every Friday, so check that out. Sorry, the channel is youtube.com slash Haddowink. Uh, me and Nick are working on some other stuff for later in the year that we'll hopefully be able to tell you more about when we've worked on it properly. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, and in the meantime, if you just uh, follow Synop Podcast, our personal Twitters, you'll really keep up with all the great st- stuff that we make in between synopsis seasons. Mm. But until then, thank you very much for listening to another year of us ramble. <laughs> I've been Phil. And I've been We will see you again very soon. Bye. Bye.